welcome. It's the last day of the month. It is my birthday. It is Memorial Day. It is all the things, all the time. Welcome. I'm your host, Linda Entry. Welcome to 90 Day the Melanated Way. And uh, we're celebrating today. So cheers to everyone that is joining us today. We're going to do some housekeeping stuff first, talk a little bit, and then jump right into Happily Ever After. Uh, shout out to new Patreon subscribers, Wit and Deb and Janice. Welcome to the family, y'all. And then, of course, I have to shout out Mason, Olivia, Vanessa, Trisha, Sandra, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Rebecca, Marianne, Nia, Raydella, Linda, Lydia, Brianna, Crystal, Nicole, Amanda, Julissa, and Donna over at Anchor FM. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thank you guys so much for the lovely birthday messages and videos. And I definitely have to shout out Raydella, Amanda, Lydia, and Crystal, who got me the amazing cameos from Jess and uh, David and Annie. I truly appreciate it. And the lovely gifts. I'm just, you guys have been so kind and I really appreciate it. So thank you. And thank you for being here tonight and celebrating with me. Woo! Holla! It's your birthday. Get busy. Anyways, enough of all of that. How are all you doing? Did you guys have an amazing long weekend? My birthday always falls on Memorial Day long weekend and everyone wants to like go out of town and do this, but I definitely had a fun, a little bit of fun here and there. Um, what else did I have for you guys? Shout out to the live chat. Hi. Hi, y'all. Let's get into it. I want to just, because there's just too much to talk about. So Fear and Loathing, episode six, we're talking about Mike and Natalie, and Mike and Natalie are just doing the most. Like, I don't know about you all, but I feel like Natalie's getting on my last nerve, and so I'm going to try to see if it's just me, or do you all feel the same way? So we know that they're in Oklahoma visiting Mama Trish, and, you know, first and foremost, um... Crystal said, I didn't realize it's such a popular birthday. I delivered five babies this morning. I love it. I don't actually know a lot of people that are born on the 31st, but that's good to know that there are, there are others like me. Um, so first, let's talk about Trisha's hat, okay? Because that hat, I don't know how many of you guys were have watched or do watch. Um, what's the show I'm thinking of on Hulu, The Handmaid's Tale? I don't know how many of you guys watch it, but but that hat was giving me those vibes. And her attitude was kind of giving me those vibes as well. So that's the first thing. And y'all know I get distracted by some things. And one of those things were, was that hat. Like, what's up with the hat? What are we doing here? Where'd you get the hat? Like, it's like a visor, but it's like not. I, I don't know. There's a lot going on. So... She chose that day, the day that the very next day that they got there to pick up her winter wood. So they're all like jumping into her truck and they're all vomitosing over to the wood guy, Clint, which I thought was a whole other hilarious situation. Um, and, you know, Trish is kind of talking to Mike about Natalie and just like, you both seem so unhappy right now. Like what's going on with you guys? And Mike tries to blame it on COVID and says like, everyone's unhappy. But there's more. There's, oh my God, that's so funny. The hat, the hat bang. Um, so, y'all, it, uh, there's too much. Okay, so she's, she's talking to Mike. She's like, are you happy? Mike's kind of acting like he's not happy, but he's saying everyone's unhappy, which, you know, is kind of true. It's been a difficult year and a half. Um, but, there's more like Mike's mom, besides the whole, let's get the wood thing. And Natalie doesn't feel comfortable. Natalie wants to know where she's going. Natalie thinks she sees some horses, but they're cows. The whole thing, like Natalie was just on one. I'm not sure what exactly it was today, but she was on one. She was on one. And so was Trish. And they were kind of like bickering at each other, but in a very passive aggressive way. So, they do the, the the wood thing and Natalie thinks that the wood is too heavy and she starts like complaining and 
And Clint's like, you could tell that the blondie has never done this before. And then Mike steps away because he's got to do a tinkle. And this is when Trish takes the time to say, hey, you know what? You're kind of not doing anything. Like, you're not trying to be a housewife. You're not trying to work. Like, what are you trying to do? You, you basically are here doing nothing. And I personally think, this is Trish talking, that you should go for this interpreter job. Now, is it a job that is actually on the table for her? Or is this just Trish's idea of what she thinks should be the case? Like, you know, Natalie speaks multiple languages. So you're just going to throw it out there that she should be an interpreter and make some money. And what we have to remember in this moment, she didn't have her work visa yet. So either Trish is thinking ahead or Trish is jumping the gun. Either of the case, was she in the right? Like, is it her business to jump into her, her son's marriage and be like, hey, daughter-in-law, you need to get a job. And the job you should get is being an interpreter. And Natalie was not having it. Natalie was like, you know what? I want to do what I want to do. Uh, I want to live my life. What about my dreams and my aspirations, my hopes? And, you know, she's like, I'm 36 years old, which is funny. Um, and she doesn't believe in miracles. And she wants to do what she wants to do. And she's a TV star. And she's worked on TV for a couple of years. She's done some movies. She's done some music videos. So she doesn't feel like she even has to be in Hollywood. She feels like she can do all of that from Seattle. And here's the thing. Like, I get what she's saying, y'all. Like, I get it. Like, we all have dreams and aspirations and we should go for them. But at the same time, you have bills to pay on the regular. So maybe you get a job to get you by the day to day and then you continue to, to pursue your dreams. I don't know. What do you all think? What do you think about Mike's mom <clears throat> taking on Natalie in, in the first day that she got there? And we already know that Mike's mom is not a super fan. So I'm going to pop up this question. Are you team Trish or are you team Natalie? Let me know in the comments below. Uh, let me know in the live chat. Uh, hi, Cartwright. Cartwright says, Mike's mom needs to get a life. And then Deborah says, I think Mike lied to his mom about Natalie not cleaning the house. I mean, <clears throat> regardless, because we did see Natalie cleaning the house, you guys. We saw her not having anything to do for hours on end. We saw her cleaning and doing the most. Maybe she stopped doing it, but we know that she was like, somewhat participating in being quote unquote a housewife. However, I was like, okay, so we already know Trish doesn't really like her. So is Trish just being passive aggressive right now? She st tried to stop the wedding and now they're here. And I got to say like, I'm conflicted y'all. I'm conflicted. And here's why I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted because I think that Trish doesn't like Natalie. I think Trish doesn't want her son to be married to Natalie. I think that Trish thinks that Natalie is using Mike and she just doesn't like her attitude. On the other hand, I don't understand Natalie's behavior. I don't understand her attitude. I don't understand why she thinks she's better than everyone else. And like her attitude is getting more and more bizarre to me. Like, what are you always angry about? You can't be angry every single minute of every single day, unless there's some truth to what Mike's mom is saying is that you don't really want to be married to Mike. You wanted to come to America, get that green card, start your Hollywood career. And you're realizing that it's not going exactly the way you want it because it doesn't make sense for you to be angry, to wake up angry for no reason. So you're, you're out here in Oklahoma. I get that Trish did you dirty. She did you dirty by trying to stop your wedding. I totally get that. But the responsibility at the end of the day is your husband. Your husband's the one that called off the wedding. Your husband's the one that held that engagement ring over your head for a whole season. Your husband's the one that was like, give me my ring back. All the things. At the end of the day, he's a grown-ass man and he can make his own decisions. And he made that decision whether he was relying on what his mom said or not at the end of the day he did what he did so you decided to still marry him even though in my opinion he's she had to beg him and we've talked about this on my show before like you shouldn't have to beg anyone to marry you that's your person that's your person there shouldn't be any of that so you all already started off on the wrong foot 
Oh, Sherry. Hi, everyone. Welcome, Sh Sherry Croon. I've watched every one of your shows, but rarely catch you live. Well, you catch catched me. <laughs> you caught me on a good day, Cherry, because it is my birthday and we're celebrating. Thank you for being in the live. Appreciate you. So I know you guys, I'm, I'm conflicted. I really am. I'm conflicted on if I'm team Trish or team Natalie. I kind of thought they were both assholes in this episode uh, for various reasons. Um, but Natalie's the one that's really getting on my nerve because, you know, Mike's mom is being a mom. She's being a mama bear. She thinks that she is looking out for her son, even though like, you know, maybe she's putting her nose in business that really is not her business. But Natalie, you know, Natalie's doing the most. She's doing the most. You know, when she said that, quote, she's attractive woman and she wants to be the attractive woman, that's not a job, Natalie. That's not a job. You can't just wake up and be like, I'm hot. So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm just going to wake up and be hot. That's not a job. Okay. And there's no job unless you think, and you know, she does want to do modeling and stuff. So maybe that's the direction she wants to go. But in her own words, she's 36. So she can only do that for how long, right? She's going to have to do something else as well. And we know that she's written a book and, and, She's jet setting around the U.S. and she's in the Maxim 2021 cover girl thing. So, you know, we know that she's doing the things that she wants to do in that she's an attractive woman. But, you know, she might want to consider some other things. Um, but, well, you know, Natalie is Natalie. Natalie's going to do what she wants to do. And clearly she's not wanting to do anything that is not in line with her hopes and dreams. So they jump back in the truck and, you know, they're off to the butcher shop because it is Thanksgiving. Trish is picking up her turkey. And Natalie has a whole moment, okay? She walks in with a bad attitude. And mind you, Trish did suggest that Natalie was only in America for Mike's money. And, you know, Natalie was like, clearly I'm not here for his money, clearly. But you can't, you can possibly not be here for his money, but for the green card privileges. And if you guys are part of my news and gossips on Thursday night, you guys already know the lowdown on that, how she got here, how many husbands she's had, how she's been trying to get here for years. So, you know, there's some truth to that part of Natalie being in America. Um, so they get to this butcher shop and Natalie freaks out. She's like, where are we? She's like, I've been a vegetarian for eight years and this is disrespectful to me. And how dare they take me to a place like this? And looking at meat is making me sick to my stomach. And yeah. Okay, Natalie, first of all, calm down. You're not the only vegetarian in the world. And Again, you're 36, so it's not like you've never eaten meat. You've been a vegetarian for eight years, so calm down. You've seen meat before. You've eaten meat before. You choose not to eat meat anymore, which is absolutely your choice. But you you knew they were going to pick up a turkey. You knew they were having turkey for Thanksgiving. Mike has told you and all of us more, on more than one occasion. You know your husband is a meat eater. So suffice to say that his, his mom is probably a meat eater. And here you are in the butcher shop having a freak out and you storm out of the butcher shop and saying that they're being disrespectful for you. And then the funny thing that was, it wasn't funny, but the irony to me was she left because she liked to be equal. What does that even mean? Equal in what? Equal in what? How are, how are you not equal? Doesn't like, and it wasn't lost in translation. It was lost in crazy. Do you understand the difference? Like it wasn't a language barrier. She knew exactly what she was doing, but she's just a little, I don't know. She seems more and more off her rocker. And I'm trying to figure out what happened to her. I'm trying to figure out what happened to her. What has made her kind of go off the deep end? Cause she's slightly going off the deep end more and more each episode. So she storms out. Mike doesn't go after her. He's in, instead, he's more interested in his mama, mama bear buying him a tomahawk steak in addition to the turkey she's buying. So he's like, she's a grown ass woman. She'll be fine. Right. And plus he's used to her temper tantrum. So he's like, bye. See ya. They go outside and 
you know, she's saying that she just didn't feel comfortable. Okay, Natalie. My question to you and my question to all of you is, what does she do in a restaurant? Okay. Some of you guys may or may not know this. I recently uh, went vegan. I'm leaning toward vegetarian now, but I recently went vegan the early beginning of this year. Um, but I'm not a hypocrite with it. And I'm not super like, oh my God, I can't look at me. I actually dream about burgers. I dream about uh, pizza a lot. And recently I've been dreaming about Cobb salads. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a hypocrite. So my question to you is, what do you think she does at restaurants? Because obviously they go out to eat. There's going to be food on the menu that is non-vegetarian. Like, calm down. It's not like you've never seen meat before. It's not like you haven't eaten meat before. Why so, like, up on your high horse that anyone that's a meat eater is below you? And that you want to be treated equally. Like, just grow up. You stand there for 10 minutes. You get your, your order. And then you bounce. That's it. It didn't have to be a whole production. Um, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, Crystal says, what does she do at home? I'm sure Mike eats meat in that house. And in front of her and in the same pots that she cooks in. So she needs to settle all the way down. And... I'm a little confused by her because if you guys remember when we first met her, she said she was vegan. Then we saw her eating like seafood or shellfish or something. And then she said she was vegetarian. And then I was like, well, do you know what vegetarian is? Because vegetarians don't also eat seafood. So like maybe know what you are before you start telling everyone you're this and you're that when your words and your actions don't, you know, match up. That's just my personal opinion. So uh, Natalie comes home. It's clear Mike and Natalie don't belong together. They don't have anything in common, Deborah says. And Faith says, I think she eats meat when the cameras are on. Facts. I think she meets, eats, I think she doesn't know what she is. But she does know that she's on her high horse and that she feels like she's smarter than everyone, prettier than everyone, more educated than everyone. So it gives her that advantage in her mind. And so they get home, they're sitting on the porch and Natalie's telling Mike that this trip is not what she expected. She, it could be more enjoyable. She feels like Trish isn't um, milk, making her feel welcome and that you know, if Trish comes for her again, that she's going to stand up for herself. Oh, and by the way, she expects Mike to stand up for her too. And I'm just like, you know what? I, I'm kind of confused about what the whole issue is. Like, what is your issue? Because I personally think your issue is that you're still mad and holding on to resentment about Trish trying to stop your wedding. And I think that you're not even mad about her trying to stop your wedding. You're mad at the fact that you almost had to go back to Ukraine, and that would have stopped your magical plans, your your hopes and dreams for your future. Because I got to tell you, if it was so fantastic, and you were such a like a superstar, and you guys, I died when I tell you I died. I died when she compared herself to Johnny Depp and how hard acting was, and and someone should go ask Johnny Depp how hard it is. I died. I died. I was like, are you really? Are you comparing yourself to Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp, who's like an 80s star who's had longevity that everyone knows his name, Natalie Mordova. I don't even know her last name. See, you can't, I don't think you're a household name quite yet, Natalie, but you want to put yourself in the likes of Johnny Depp? I died of laughter. Anyhow, if she was such a big star in, in Ukraine, then she could have just stayed in the Ukraine and be, become the crazy, amazing, what did she say she was? She's like a TV anchor. She's a, she's a movie star. She's done some music videos. She said she has a lot of work under her belt. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it seems messy. She seems messy, and I feel like she's just going off her walker a little bit more. And I'm wondering what triggered it. What triggered it? Because she's just unhappy Natalie. Like, that's all I see is 100% unhappy Natalie. Um, it makes no sense to me. And I think that they're going to have a blowout, you guys. I think that Thanksgiving dinner, because, you know, Thanksgiving can be a little extra 
sometimes. I think that Thanksgiving is going to be a hot mess. And I think one of them is going to blow up. And I don't think that Natalie's going to have the support that she thinks she's going to have from Mike because Mike really does. He tries to act like he's neutral, but he's really like loving all the stuff that his mom is saying about Natalie because he agrees with it. He agrees with it. Those two are confusing to me. Like I told you guys, I get all the tea all the time and I'm usually dead on about the relationships, but this is a relationship that I just can't wrap my mind around. I don't know if they're acting for the cameras. I don't know if they don't really like each other. I don't actually even know if they're really separated or this is all just a big show because it's really like we're watching an extended 90 day fiance. It's the same fight. It's the same hatred. It's the same like weird tension. It's like Mike doesn't want to be bothered and Natalie just wants to be mad. Why are you guys together? unless this is all fake or Natalie has an agenda. Like y'all should have just not gotten married then. You had the opportunity when you called it off. It's bizarre. I just don't, I don't get it. Anyways, moving on to Tiffany and Ronald. So this is a, this is a really juicy situation going on here. So what I thought was interesting about watching this S episode specifically is that Tiffany came out the gate saying that they were in a good place. Ronald's visa was approved uh, onto the interview phase. And then here's what, okay, so I'm going to start from the beginning and break it down for you guys. Here's what didn't make sense to me, guys. She said that she got an email from U.S. Customs and Immigration. And I want to pull something up for you guys that uh, I want you guys to know. So emails from the U.S. government always end in the domain name. That's if they're updating you. The USCIS will never send an email indicating you've been approved for a diversity visa, an immigrant visa, a non-immigrant visa, or any other type of immigration benefit. And USCIS will never ask you to transfer money to an individual and then see all the information below. And here's why I'm telling you guys this, is because she said that she got an email that said that Ronald was approved his visa was approved and they were going to go on to the interview phase so well some of this stuff does, it does okay number one that doesn't make sense to me is why would they send an email they never send an email the one thing you guys should know about U.S. immigration they always send snail mail all the time because it's more secure and they know when you've received it and they can backdate it. And all too often, um, you know, there's too many scams. So that's the first thing. The second thing is here, the visa was approved, but then it was the interview. Normally, you have to have the interview, pass the interview, and then they grant you your visa. So that was confusing. But then later on, she said that, um, when she was talking to her mom, she said that she checked the status, which means you can have your own account, like you'll have your own account with your login information and you can go into your uh, USCIS account and then it will tell you where you are. And that makes sense to me. So from pending to approved, but the story's changed a few times. And I just was like, as a person that has gone through the immigration process, it didn't make sense to me what she was saying. It didn't make sense. So I was like, okay, well, okay. If you say so, if you say so, if you say you got an email, then I guess you got an email. If you say he got his visa approved, but he still has to have an interview. Think about it, you guys. If his visa is approved, he could get on a plane today. And you guys know it's a K-1 visa. So they have 90 days to get married. So, oh, excuse me. No, it's a spousal visa. They already got married. They're having the spousa visa. Uh, and I can't re remember the letters of it, but they have the spousal visa. So maybe there's no time frame on that. I haven't researched. So maybe that's what it is. But if his visa is, no, because if his visa is approved, then he can just get a, hop on a plane, buy his ticket and come on out because he's approved. Well, you would have to have your interview first and then pass your interview and then get your visa. That's all I'm saying. Anyhow. Tiffany wants her dad to be a co-sponsor because 
her um, income has fallen just a little short of the amount needed um, to bring someone over. And she's worried because the dad's only met Ronald once, doesn't know anything about Ronald's past. Um, and so she's concerned about what if he says no. And Ronald's like, well, do you have a plan B? Well, Ronald, do you have a plan B? Because all of this time that you've been waiting for, and you've been waiting, you, John, and Michael have been waiting a really long time to get approved for your visas and to come to America. So in that long time that you've been waiting, you could have had all the jobs and saved all the money because you, you don't, according to Tiffany, you don't support your family. So what's your plan B? Do you know what I mean? Like, what's your plan B? Hey, Merritt, you're new. Welcome. Uh, Merritt is saying she said the visa application was approved, not the visa. Uh, I stick by my same argument. Even if she said the application was approved, it's not something that they're going to go ahead and email you about. They're going to go ahead and send you some snail mail about it. Um, and I write really good notes and I'll go back and look, but she said visa. She said visa. So, and then later on, she talked about the interview process. And then later on, she said she checked her um, account. So she said a few things. And that's why Merritt, I think it's confusing because something, she changed so many words that it could be anything. It could be, oh, maybe his application got approved. Well, if you think about it, he put his ap application in years ago. So why isn't, they've been married for two years now. So he's now just being approved two years later for the application. That doesn't make sense. Anyhow, uh, they need they need a co-sponsor. They need someone to be financially responsible. Hey, Chris, welcome. Responsible for Ronald if and when he gets to the United States. So, yeah, that's what she said. Just FYI, I want to reiterate. She said she checked the visa status. It changed from pending to accepted. So, again, she used the word visa and not application. So, you guys make what you want to make of it. It doesn't make sense to me. That's my bottom line. So she's re reconnecting with her dad. Uh, but before she reconnects with her dad, she wants to talk to her mom and, and basically get her opinion on what she should do because the dad doesn't know anything about Ronald's history. And listen, y'all, when <laughs> Maggie, her mom, broke it down, first of all, you know that she can't stand that man. She cannot stand Ronald. She cannot, does not, will not. She's like, girl, you know you're not sitting down and you're not about to ask me because I can't stand that man. Second, she said, well, does your dad not know that Ronald steals? He lies. He loses jobs. He even stole from his own mama. I was like, go ahead, Maggie. Go ahead. Go ahead and like lay down the law. She is not impressed. She is not impressed at all with anything that has to do with Ronald. But then on the flip side, I was surprised because she really does want Tiffany to be happy. I was surprised that she's like, don't tell your dad any of that. Just ask him to co-sign because if he, if he knows those things, he's probably going to say no. And since I want you to get on with your life and get on with your marriage, just don't tell him. And, you know, Tiffany was having a hard time with that. I personally, and I'm wondering what you guys, if you guys had to be a co-sponsor, listen to me. I'm going to need to know all the business. I need to know when you were born, where you were born, what time you were born, what your history is, what you expect to do here. You ain't going about to run up in America. And just like Maggie said, she's worried that he's going to relapse because he's going to have more financial freedom. Because guess what? Not only is Tiffany going to be supporting him, but now Papa Carlos will be supporting him. So What's your plan? Like you're you're gonna have to have a game plan. You get here, you like write down this is my short-term goals, my long-term goals. What you're not about to do is have me writing you checks while you sit down polishing your shoes, talking on your FaceTime all day. That's what you're not about to do. And just like Andre, if you have to meet Mr. Dad for two years while you're waiting on your green card or you're waiting on your work permit, then you're going to, you're going to make yourself useful. That's what I'm saying, because you're not useful in your home country, your whole, you, you ain't doing nothing. You're not doing anything at all. 
you're not you're you're buying one stuffed elephant and think you're doing something when you're not so i'm just saying like i would need to know the history so i'm glad that it looks like tiffany's opting to give her dad the full picture now the dad's gonna be there for her because you know with their history and like she said that he's trying to make up for it and all of that stuff he's gonna say yes to his daughter but i think he should also be able to say a full complete yes and know what he's getting into now i say all that to say if you guys watched my news and gossip from last week you guys know the breaking news from last week um and i'll just give you the highlights from what we talked about and so if you don't know and you don't want to know and you don't want me to spoil your season right now then you should go ahead and close your ears but uh as of last week tiffany and ronald have separated they had a very public breakup it was messy they were in people's comments they said a whole lot about each other they stopped following each other on social media one person blocked the other person so it's a big mess and so we see that play out and a lot some of it you guys was a post and delete and a lot of people were saying well you know because they're nda they're on a current season this is a no-no super drama um so this might all be moot it might make no difference whatsoever because Tiffany, according to her social media, she's over it. Now, she's also done this before and they've also had a very public breakup last year in the beginning of the year. So whether it's forever or not remains to be seen. Uh, which brings me to my question. Should Carlos have agreed to be Ronald's co-sponsor? What do you all think? What do you all think? Should Carlos have agreed to be Ronald's co-sponsor? I personally think he should say no. I think he should say no, especially given the fact that he knows nothing about Ronald. But I also know that he's going to do whatever he, he needs to do to make his, his daughter happy and the way she put it, that her, her marriage is in his hands. That's a lot of weight and a lot of guilt. Hey, Angelica, uh, everyone in the live chat is like, nah, no one thinks that he should be co-sponsor. Because, like, you guys, what what's he going to do here? That's the thing. Like, when he goes to America, what exactly is he going to do? Because he doesn't even seem to have a game plan in his life where he is right now. So I'm just worried that that's just going to continue over. Dasha says, I can understand him doing it as a dad and maybe wanting Carly to grow up with her dad. Yeah, I get that too. I get that too. I just think, I don't know. I just think Ronald hasn't done anything, hasn't shown he has the incentive to do anything. And so that could get worse out here. And then now, because they have to, now they're financially responsible, so he won't go without because they have to take care of him, as opposed to being in South Africa and him having to still fend for himself. He could just be, you know, sitting around, and they have to pay the bills because they're financially re responsible. Yeah, I agree, better days. I don't think so. He's high risk. He's definitely high risk. More high risk than any anyone so far, just because of his, not only is his background, because I think that people deserve a second chance and a third chance and stuff like that, but he doesn't even seem to have the je ne sais quoi, like the oomph to want to even do anything. Do you know what I mean? He just comes up with excuse after excuse after excuse, and that's that's that, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. On to Angela. Angela is always doing the most. First and foremost, Sissy Jojo is a great friend. We all need friends like Sissy Jojo. She really is there for Angela. She doesn't judge Angela. She like goes with the flow with Angela. She knows who her friend is and how her friend is and how her friend acts. And she just is supportive and I love that about her. I can't say enough good things about Sissy Jojo. She stops her life 
Every time Angela needs something, she's there for her. She got the best friend shirts. Like she's a true best friend. She's a true bestie. And she really wants the best for her friend and does the most. And I just think that that's a beautiful, we need more friends like that. Um, but Angela, she's sore. She's in pain. She's super dramatic. And she's an oversharer, I've decided. Angela overshares. And I know some of it has to do with like being in front of the cameras, but the rest of it is just her personality. So she overshared that she couldn't even wipe her you-know-what in the recovery process. So uh, Sissy Jojo was doing that for her. and But Sissy Jojo is leaving today, so Angela's going to have to get her, her life together. And so she is all upset that Jojo has to go back home. And at the same time, she's also upset with Michael. Now, here's the thing, you guys. Before I get into this more, I just want to say this. I get Angela is 54, and I get Angela is older than Michael, but Michael's a grown-ass man. And the way she talks to Michael is so, it, it enrages me, you guys. It enrages me. She talks to him like she's the boss of him. She talks to him like he's some fool who doesn't know any better, who can't make any decisions, who's always pissing her off. Well, Angela, if he's always pissing you off, if he's not there for moral support, if he's, like, being selfish with the whole boob thing, then why are you with him? Because I got to tell you something. This whole thing made me so mad when she said that he wasn't there for moral support because he was mad of the size of her boobs. Listen, we all watched that episode. Angela was mad about the size of her boobs. Angela was mad at Dr. Obang for taking two versus two, two pounds each versus one out pound each. Be mad there and say that you're mad there, but then don't turn around and make the boobs the big, you even told Michael to say bye to your boobs before the surgery. So don't turn around and then say, oh, I'm mad at Michael for making it all about the boobs. You made it all about the boobs and then he's reacting to that. Do you see what I'm saying, you guys? And then they turn around and tell, tell all of us that he's not there for moral support. He told you from the get-go that he was not for these surgeries. He told you that he was against it over and over and over and over again. Dopey Dope, thank you so very much for the birthday gift, the super sticker. I totally appreciate it. That's so very kind and generous of you. Um, Thank you so, so much. And happy birthday to me. Thank you. Thank you, Dopey Dope. Really very cool of you. Um, happy birthday, Elle. Thank you so much. I'm getting old, y'all. Thank God I don't look too old. <laughs> um, so I just don't like it. I don't like how she talks to him like he's a child. And I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. I think she should stop doing it. And it makes her, she's just very crass. And I know she's crass in her personality. And that's part of the reason why a lot of us think she's funny. But at the same time, I think that there needs to be a line of respect now that Michael is your husband as well. So now she's talking about facelifts. And here's the thing that I don't know enough about. And if any of you guys watching know about it, let me know in the live chat. You're watching the replay. Let me know in the comments below. But Angela wants to get a facelift. And she wants to get a facelift because Dr. Obang said as she loses weight, she's going to have, like, loose skin here. And she needs to do something about, like, up here, like, make it all tight. But the thing is, shouldn't she wait to lose the weight to see how much skin they have to pull back? Wouldn't it not make sense to do it now since she just got the weightless surgery and she hasn't done she hasn't lost the weight yet because it doesn't make sense to me that she should go ahead and do that surgery now when she hasn't lost the weight yet but like I don't know how it works however I will say this what I do know how it works is that this whole journey and them talking about the 25,000 that it's her money um, which I'll get into in a little bit. First of all, Angela is not paying no 25000 for no type of surgery. We all know that this is part of a spinoff show. And if you don't know, now you know. So she showed us this journey about her losing this weight and doing um, all of these multiple surgeries. But it's for another show, you guys. So she's the new Mama June. And in that, she's the one that's doing the extreme trans uh, transformation like Mama June did. 
So you know that the network's paid for all of this. So for Michael to for Michael to be concerned that she's paying twenty five thousand for Angela to then say it's her twenty five thousand of her own pocket, those are all untrue. Okay, those are all untrue. Um, live chat is saying she should wait. Uh, she should have waited to have the plastic surgery after she lost the weight. I agree, so that you know how much skin needs to be pulled back. But if they're going to do everything all at once because it is part of that extreme makeover, I get why they're acting like, oh, we're going to do it like back to back like this, right? So that was the first thing that I need to get off my chest. The second thing that I want to talk about is Angela not knowing anything about vegetables whatsoever. So first of all, she has this walker, which also I want to know if any of you guys have had the surgery. Is this something that is normal? Like you need a walker after having the gastric bypass surgery? Cause I've never seen it before. But then I think that people probably stay in bed, but then I'm not sure. And I don't know if she needs a walker because of the surgery, because of her age, or just this is extra. So you guys let me know uh, how that works. So she goes to a juice bar and she tells us that her walker, since she can't put her cigarettes and lighter in her boob now, she's putting it in her walker, you know, knowing that she's not supposed to be smoking, but she doesn't care. We find out that she doesn't like water. So she's going to this juice bar because she wants to eat healthy. And here's how I know she's never eaten healthy because as you guys know, there's a lot of sugar in fruits, like a lot, right? So the no sugar one was kale, uh, shard, and bok choy. And she didn't know what any of those things were. And then she said that, why would I have liquid spinach when she could eat it out of a can? And I was like, where, where are you getting spinach in a can? Like, where's that happening? Because th that doesn't sound healthy either. And I feel like she just, so here's what I think. And again, I'm no doctor and I'm no nutritionist, but A, I think you should do a little bit more research. And B, I think that they should bring a nutritionist on for people that have the surgery so they know what to expect and what like is realistic. Just if you having a whole smoothie and thinking that you're doing something and not checking the sugar content, you're not doing anything. And for you not to know what like veg, what kale is or what bok choy is and all of this stuff, then how are you going to, after your two week liquid diet, how are you then going to have a healthy lifestyle if a nutritionist doesn't come into play? Cause I know Angela's not going to look it up herself. Right. It just, it's weird. So anyways, she doesn't, she finds one that she likes and then she goes to call Michael and she tells Michael again that she, he hasn't been supporting her. And she tells him that she's getting a facelift and he hangs up on her and she freaks out. And again, she talks to him crazy and tells him not to do that again. Um, and he's like, you know, he made sense to me. He's like, you know, we got married. This is the first I'm hearing about this. We should be making decisions together as a couple. And then, you know, Angela is going to do what Angela wants. Angela's going to do what she wants, when she wants, how she wants. Uh, Nicole Taylor said, it's not healthy, but spinach, is it really in a can of thing? What do you make with the spinach in a can? I've never seen it before. Never heard about it before. Never seen it at all. I don't think we have that in Canada. Spinach in a can. How long does that last? What do you make with spinach in a can? Just curious. Yuck. Um, then Angela goes to see Dr. Sadat. And you guys, when she said she had gas and then she farted on air, I died. I, I was like, Angela gives zero Fs about anything. She's going to do what she wants to do. And I keep forgetting she's someone's grandma, right? So you know how grandmas are. Grandmas going to do what they want to do. And and so that part made me howl. I laughed out loud. And then I was like, ooh, the door's closed. The doctor's about to come in. He's going to have his game face on because he's not going to about to, like, acknowledge that he smells anything. I just thought the whole thing was hilarious. And I was making up all the scenarios in my head. Uh, but she comes in, or Dr. Sadat comes in, and she's flirting again. And she makes it uncomfortable again. Um, she's like, are all men gorgeous in Beverly Hills? I can't, like, Angela, why? Why do you have to make a medical procedure so uncomfortable? You know, if, if it was a, if it was reversed, 
and a man was doing that to a woman, it just would not, like, you would have to leave the office. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it's uncomfortable for me to watch. And it's uncomfortable for her to do it. I think she thinks she's being funny, but like, it's 2021 right now. You can't make people feel uncomfortable in their own work environment. It's bizarre. Crystal said, didn't Popeye eat spinach in a can? Wasn't Popeye a cartoon though? Crystal? I mean, I don't know you guys. You tell me like, I cannot, I cannot with you guys in the live chat. Stop it. Just stop it. Um, so Dr. Sadat wants to do lipo on her neck and he wants to give her a lower face necklace, lower face necklace. So all this here, um, he wants to like raise up and I, applauded Angela for finally asking the question. She asked, what's the risk? And he said, there can be blood collecting under your neck and possible nerve neck damage. But then he did say those are very rare uh, risks and side effects, but still y'all, whoa. See, Esfere, you and I are together. She says, I'm gonna have to do my research too because she's never, or doesn't remember ever seeing it in a can, y'all. So Americans, y'all just put anything in a can. Anything and everything goes. I saw mushrooms in a can the other day and I was like, what? So I believe you guys, I believe you that it exists. I'm just saying I've never seen it. And I'm asking you, what do you make with spinach in a can? Brittany said there's Popeye's branded canned spinach. It's very cheap and shelf stable. So a lot of low income families, like I assume Angela is. Oh, that's sad. Huh, that's sad to me. That fresh spinach would be more expensive than spinach in a can. That's sad to me. That's really sad to me. Okay, moving on. So, The other question I had, because they talked about the 25,000 and Michael, first of all, why is Michael still thinking that after Angela just got all these, this weight loss surgery, she's about to get a facelift and all that stuff. Why does Michael still think that they're having a kid? Like, why are we still having this conversation? Because Michael, Angela is not having any baby anytime soon. I think we all know that. But Michael wants to say that that 25K that she supposedly is spending on a facelift, he thinks that should be going towards trying to have a baby. Michael, like, I'm sorry, sweetheart, and I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but you are not about to have a kid with Angela. You're not. You're not. Angela is not having a kid. After she's gone through all the surgeries, she's not about to say, I'm going to try to have a baby. She's not. She's not at all. And so I was... I was confused when he said that. I was like, oh, you still think that, oh, you, what? Like, what? So that's the first thing that was confusing about Michael. Like, you're still, yeah, yes, Dasha, delusional. You're still under the delusion that Angela's about to tote your baby for you? I don't think so. And then the second thing that I actually don't know, does Michael work? Or does he just sit around his phone all day waiting for Angela to call and make sure that he can pick up the phone immediately, if not sooner, so that she doesn't freak out. Thank you, Michelle, for the birthday wishes. I'm curious, like, do we know what Michael does? does he, has he ever had a job? Does he work? Because Angela make, is making it seem that she's financially supporting him. And I'm just curious, because we've never talked about it. Angela probably won't let him work so he can be reachable at all times. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Didn't didn't that come out from his aunt that he doesn't work? I, I mean, I remember Angela saying that in the beginning he couldn't work because she needed him to be by the phone, but we're like three years deep in. So he hasn't, he just sits by the phone all day waiting for Angela to call. Brittany says, wasn't he working at a, I've never heard that at a school doing what? I've never heard that. 
I'm gonna have to look into it. I need to know if he has a job or if he just sits home all day. Not that he sits home all day, but you know what I mean. Waits for Angela to call because that's that's some nonsense right there. That man is in his prime. He needs to like do his thing, go out there and and do something, have some skills. Because what is he like? That's the same thing. Same thing. What's happening? If he comes to America, what what does he want to do? What are his goals and aspirations? Like him, Natalie. Ronald, like, what are your goals and aspirations? If we look like an, at an Omar, Omar was a dentist, okay? Then he came, and he's living in America now. And listen, his feet didn't even touch the ground, y'all. He enrolled himself in the boards. He wrote his dental boards. Because he's from overseas, he has to do, like, an additional two years. Boom. But you know what? He's already enrolled. Boom, 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 boom. Certified. Boom, boom. Doing his thing. And I'm just wondering... Like, what other success stories do we have on 90 Days? Like, I know a lot of them are working and doing their own thing. But, like, there are some that are just like, hey, what what are your goals and aspirations? If you want to come to America, the land, what do you guys say? The land of the free and opportunity, whatever, all that stuff. Then, like, wouldn't you want to make use of it? I don't know. Vanessa says, I think the answer is yes, Linda. He stays by the phone. I don't know, you guys. Just very confusing to me. On to Andre and Elizabeth. Okay. Here's my thing with Andre and Elizabeth. First of all, Elizabeth reminds me of Kalani in the in the sense that how are you going to talk shit about your husband, but then, like, behind his back, but then to his face, tell him something totally different and like rile him up. That That is outrageous to me. Like Kalani talks to her sister about all the issues, but doesn't talk to her husband as Waylu directly. It's like you all are adding too many people to your marriage. And then you wonder why you have issues. You have issues because you are talking to the right person, the person that you're directly supposed to be partners with in life, walking this journey that we call life together. So Andre... Um, let me talk with Elizabeth first. So she's doing yoga with Jen and she's telling Jen about Andre's issues and possibly being deported. If he has any history from Moldova that comes up, yada, yada, yada. On the same time, she feels overwhelmed, um, from being at home working and taking care of Ellie. And, you know, she's done it for one day. So I'm just a little like, confused by her because there are plenty and I've talked about this before so I won't get too into it but there are plenty of single mothers out there there are plenty of of couples out there that are both working full-time and they make it work and so you know I, I again like she said in America you know there's no harm in in getting a nanny and all of this stuff um thank you Kathy for the birthday wishes but at the same time has she really tried Y'all, like, has she really tried? You're overwhelmed after one day. It sounds to me like you just haven't found your your rhythm, right? But I don't think that she wants to find that rhythm. I think she just wants to do what she normally did. And for the past two years, she hasn't had to take care of her daughter on a day-to-day, in-and-out basis. See, Dasha says, single mom here, I don't feel bad for her. See, that's what I'm saying. There are plenty of people that just make it work. They make it work because they have to make it work. You're with your daughter for one day and you can't handle it. And even watching this, you guys, I was noticing that before Andre left, guess who baby Ellie was with? Baby Ellie was with Andre because she's used to being with dad because dad's usually home all day. Now, so that's one thing. The other thing I wanted to talk about was how Andre said that they did the inspection a week ago and now he's going back a week later to do the demolition. And I'm wondering, so is this a once a week job? Like, what are you doing? If you have your real estate license, and I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. If you have your real estate license, Andre, I'm sure there are many real estate firms that you can apply and get a job at that you don't have to have the struggle of working with Elizabeth's family. Okay. 
you can go and get a job. You just don't want to. Because if you could go to work once a week, like it seems that you did from what you said in this little segment, then that's a plus job. You go in, like you say, you do the grunt work, and then you're going to get 100 k because you, you're still stuck in your mind that Chuck is going to give you $100,000 to start your own business. I just... Mind blown. Anyways, she wants a nanny. Jen says, go ahead and get a nanny. Don't tell him about it. And, you know, just don't tell him about it. And so my question to you, is it all of you guys that are married? And I didn't write this question down, so I'm just going to verbally ask you. All you people that are married or, or even in serious relationships. And is it lying if you omit something? So if you don't tell your partner something, especially if it's a decision that affects your family, is it lying or is it not lying because you're just omitting? Because according to Jen, it's not a lie if you're just not telling the person. Um, I'm curious to know what you guys think because I'll tell you what I think after I, I get a few. I don't want to skew your opinions. Kathy says, I think she should tell him it's lying. Kathy, yeah, hell yeah, it's lying. Let me tell you something. If you are my life partner and you are making a decision that affects our family, even if our family is just the two of us and you don't tell me, it is lying. It's lying because you chose to not tell me. You chose to not say anything about whatever the issue is. So it is omission. It's lying by omission. If you know something and you did something and you didn't tell me knowingly and willingly, oh, there's a problem. Thank you. Michelle said, congratulations, Michelle. You've been as, with your husband as long as I've been alive. 36 years old. 36 years with my hubby. And yes, omitting is lying. I love that. And Dasha says, I think it's lying, especially if you know your partner doesn't agree. Facts. And Vanessa says, no secret nannies. That's crazy. Like, he won't notice? Duh. Anyhow, okay, so there's that. And then um, Elizabeth is hyping up her husband, okay? So Andre's doing cuss, cuss, baby in one hand, cuss, cuss words out the mouth on the other side. It's bizarre to me. You guys, I still can't get over it. I think it's, I think babies at that age they just absorb everything and you're just cussing up a storm every five seconds like give it a break andre anyways he's cussing about charlie and elizabeth is egging him on saying that charlie's just jealous of him and charlie's jealous of the relationship that he's building with with chuck and the time that he's spending with chuck he's just jealous about you and i was like see this is what i don't like you're saying something totally different to your husband than you are to your family. So you're part of the problem. Um, and then Andre thinks that if he does his demolition work, Chuck is going to split the profits from this flipper, this house, right? And I was like, was he not there last week where there are actual investors and Charlie's an investor? And Chuck is an investor. Chuck said that he would pay him out of his portions of the proceeds. But what he's not about to do is split the profit of the house. How do you split the profit of the house when you're not even an investor in the house? And then he says that Chuck says that he's going to split it like he is an investor, the same level as an investor. Now, I don't know. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Chuck needs to use his word and communicate. He needs to sit the whole family down, everyone that's in the family business down, and say, this is your job, this is your job, this is your job. This is how we're going to break this down. This is how we're going to split things. Because if it's indeed true what Andre is saying versus what Charlie's saying, Chuck is telling them two different stories. Or they're hearing him different, and they're absorbing what he's saying differently. And then guess what? We're having all these issues because and Andre shows up at the house. He starts like banging things left, right, and center. First of all, he takes the fridge apart. 
First time I'm seeing that. Why not just pull the whole fridge out? The whole fridge has to go anyways. What's the point of taking the doors off? I'm not a demolition expert, but like that just seemed like extra work for no reason. Just pull the whole fridge out if the whole fridge has to go. That was the first thing. The second thing that I thought was interesting is that he said, oh, you know, demolition work is not a big deal. Even a dumbass can do it. I was like, oh, are you talking about yourself, maybe? Um, are you talking about yourself, maybe? Guys, hi, Owen. I love you. Orietta, I'm doing my show right now, so I'm going to call you right back. Okay, okay, bye. Bye. Oh, I love you, my Canadians. Um, so, I don't understand. I don't understand what's happening. All I know is that someone's in the wrong and I personally am blaming Chuck because Chuck is clearly not being clear about his intentions and what everyone's role is. And when Charlie said that he was in charge, I was like, well, if you're in charge, Chuck needs to tell Andre that Charlie's in charge of this house that we're flipping and he's going to have to get over himself because Andre has it in his mind that he's only going to be working with Chuck directly. He's going to get 50% of the profits. And that just is not the case. That's not the case. So um, that is them. And I'm trying to see if I have a question about them. And I don't because I just think, honestly, you guys, I think that this fighting is trash. I'm just going to be real. I think it's trash. I think it's so easy for Andre to just go and get another job and he won't have problems. If you don't like her family and they don't like you, but you want easy money, go ahead. You now have your license. Just go and get a job. Why do you have to cuss every five seconds about not being happy having to work with them? You don't have to work with them. You're choosing to work with them and you're choosing not to look for another job. That's how I feel about it. Uh, last and certainly not least, Kalani and Izuelu. Um, back in a bad cycle, she says, and she goes to see an immigration attorney because she is seriously considering divorce and she wants to know how co-signing because Lo, her dad co-signed for the I-130 with her. What are their legal financial responsibilities going to be if they decide to get divorced? And according to this lawyer, um, they're obligated, as we all know, for 10 years, but apparently the old president changed the rule and now you are responsible for that person that you co-signed for and sponsored for a lifetime or until they get deported or until they become citizens or they die. So a lifetime deported citizen or they die. That sounds crazy to me. A lifetime Okay. And, you know, even the attorney said that, that, you know, according to this new law, like if they ever go on any type of assistance or need any help, the government can go after your sponsors for reimbursement. And he brought up the point that I brought up, which is, well, I haven't brought it up with you guys. I'm bringing it up now. Oh, Michelle, thank you so much for the birthday blessing. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Michelle. Here's the thing, you guys, they have a legal document and any lawyer is going to be able to argue this point that he, when he signed at the date and time that and location that he signed, he signed and agreed to 10 years. He did not assign and agree to a lifetime. Now, if it is today and you're signing the paperwork today, as of when the previous uh, U.S. president um, enacted these new rules, then I can understand a lifetime. But for anyone that signed paperwork, that lawyer is going to absolutely be able to make the legal case that that's not the document that I signed to. So lifetime or no lifetime, the rule change. It's just like how, um, you know, there are what, what can I, there are marijuana rules now, right? So years ago it was illegal. Some now it's legal in some places in the United States. You can't use the same rule that you had 10 years ago to present day because Different time, different space. You see? So, um, listen, Dasha, you are speaking truth in the live chat. So, 
I thought that that was interesting. And then I thought it was also interesting that she had two men, the lawyer and uh, her dad, tell her that even though it is her decision on what she wants to do, she has to really do what's best for the children. And I just thought that was interesting because, you know, her dad feels like she should stick it out. And the lawyer is telling her indirectly to stick it out. And I don't know, what do you guys think? Because I personally see these two on social media and they look happy and, and all of that. And I feel like this is another couple that I don't believe they're really having any type of issues. Like, I do think they don't know how to communicate, but I don't think that they're in a position where they want to actually divorce and leave each other. Like, I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think, yes, they have the day-to-day -day drama. I, yes, they have communication issues. Yes, Azuelu is a little bit like, you know, because he's 24. He's 24. He's young. He's still got a lot of growing up to do. So, yes, there's all of that. But to actually say that you're going to be divorced, I don't believe it for one minute. I don't. I don't believe it for one minute. Um, Stevie. Hey, Stevie. Hey, Stevie. Hey. Thank you for coming to the birthday party. Uh, this is a fake storyline. Yeah. I think that this, I think that their fighting is fake. I think some of their issues are real, but I don't think that they're at a point where they're about to get divorced, you guys. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. That's it. That's all, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Make sure you guys are thumbs upping if you're watching on Facebook, liking, subscribing from YouTube. Uh, all that helps. Thank you for spending an hour of my birthday with me. I absolutely appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for sharing in this moment. And we have so many great things. Like, I've stopped telling you guys until it happens because there's so many great things that are happening and I just don't want to jinx it. So um, thank you for sharing the day. And tomorrow we are going to still be doing uh, The Single Life because we have a lot to still go through. And I will see you guys all very, 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 very tomorrow. And if you guys want to see some really cool cameos, uh, head over to the Melanated Way Instagram. I posted some birthday cameos that are super fun. Again, thank you to my day ones for that. And I'll see you all tomorrow. Good night.